All right, today we're going to finish up some of the Christ Reveals the Father's scriptures in regards to hearing. After we finish this series over the next few podcasts, I'm then going to show you practical application for a lot of the things that we're covering right now. I'd like to start off by reading from John 14, verse 10. Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you I do not speak on my own, but the Father, as he remains in me, does his works. In Greek, that word remains is also known as abides. It means to stay in a given place, a state, a relation, or expectancy. So what is it to believe? We know that Jesus was in the Father. Jesus was in a union, a constant communion with the Father. Jesus was asking the Father. He was focusing on Father so that Jesus could hear what Father said to Jesus. Additionally, the Father was in Jesus. The Father spoke to Jesus and showed Jesus the things that the Father was doing on earth. Many of us desire to recreate what this looks like, which is the Father guiding us, working in us, but we often leave relationship out of the picture. We are trying to operate sometimes by mimicking the acts of Christ without engaging in the relationship with the Father. This is a trap of religion. In my experience, I find that religion often has us trying to keep the commandments of God without first receiving God's love. And yet it's his love that empowers us to keep the commandments and to be like him. In John chapter 5, verse 30, I can do nothing on my own. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Christ does nothing on his own initiative. He doesn't seek his own will. He seeks the will of the Father. Are we seeking his will or are we seeking our own will? What is it to seek outside of our will? We're going to talk about this a little bit more in one of the upcoming series where I discuss the knowledge of good and evil. But for now, just know that it is possible for us to use our will to try to do good things, and yet they're actually not God things. Proverbs says a couple of times that there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to destruction. And that's a present reality that many people still face. So we have to learn what it is to not seek our own will, but how to surrender our will and let the Father flow through us. I believe that learning how to seek the will of the Father is definitely one of the keys to being Spirit-led. In John chapter 8, verse 26 to 27, But he who sent me is true, and the things which I heard from him, these I say to the world. They did not realize that he was speaking to them about the Father. Again, we see Christ speaking the Father's words. Here, the word true, when it says, He who sent me is true, the word true means unconcealed or manifest. What it's saying is, He who sent me, which is the Father, is being unconcealed. He's no longer hidden. 
He's being shown to you right here through Christ. In John chapter 8, verse 40, But as it is, you are seeking to kill me, a man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God. Here Christ tells us that he hears the truth from the Father. John 17, verse 14, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Here Christ tells us that he gave us the Father's word. One of the issues that we want to make sure in our own lives is are we listening to Christ, or are we listening to someone else? We want Christ to be the ultimate voice that we are tuned into. That's not to say we can't have guidance uh, you know, from wise friends, from a multitude of counselors and so on, but it is to say that we really want to make sure that we are tuned in the most to the voice of Christ. One of the things that I've seen in some circles is people that uh, sometimes have a belief that once scripture was recorded, that God became a mute. And so sometimes they believe that God no longer speaks to us. The issue is, here is Jesus telling us over and over and over that hearing God is one of the things that empowered him to do the things that he did. And so we need to be able to hear God clearly. Scripture says, my sheep know me and they hear my voice. I had a time when I was younger in the faith where I was learning from people that did not believe it was even possible to hear God. And eventually a light bulb went off in me that says, if these people are taking stages often and attempting to be teachers of spiritual things, yet they claim to be deaf to the very one they're trying to teach on behalf of, it just seems like it would not be a good combination. You know, if somebody wanted to get out there and teach my teachings, and yet they didn't even know my teachings and were unable to discern them, read them, or talk to me about them, that would seem troublesome. I believe that's the same thing with the Father. If we have somebody that claims they are not able to hear the voice of God at all, or that it's not possible, who do we think we're following if we're following that person? Clearly, we're not following God because they're literally telling us that they don't even know how to follow God. So that's one of the traps, I believe, of religion that we want to kind of watch out for. Carrying on, Hebrews 1, 1 through 3. God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers and the prophets in many portions and in many ways, in these last days, has spoken to us in his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he also made the world. And he is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature. We see here in Hebrews that it's talking about in the Old Testament, you know, when it says God after he spoke long ago to the fathers and the prophets, we see that the prophets, Elijah, Samuel, Isaiah, and so on, they spoke to the fathers of times past. Maybe people like Abraham, Moses, and so on. 
who also would have been considered to be prophets. Much of what was spoken was foretelling of the future covenant through Christ. Some of what was spoken was correction to particular people groups in particular times, seasons, and situations. But here, Scripture is telling us that it is no longer just the prophets and how God speaks, but now He is speaking through His Son, Jesus Christ. That is not to say that prophets no longer exist, but it's to say that the way that we now speak is through Christ. Christ Himself lives in us, we gain the ability to hear Him, and we gain the ability to speak His words, just like He spoke the Father's words. Jesus came to demonstrate to us what the perfect, normal Christian life looks like. Scripture here says that He is the radiance of the Father's glory. I like to think of the radiance of His glory like whenever you step outside, maybe you're a little bit cold, but the sun is just the right amount of warmth. And the sun rays, they warm up your skin. It kind of has this wonderful glowing feeling. It comforts us. And that's what I think about with the radiance of his glory shining down from heaven. The word exact representation here in the Greek, it's the Greek word character. It means an engraving an exact copy stamped. It implies the idea of stamping a coin with the exact image intended to be stamped. All of the features of the image correspond with the instrument producing it. So we see here that Jesus is the exact representation of the Father's nature, which means when we see him, it's like the Father stamped his nature into Jesus, and then we get to behold Jesus. Moving on, John chapter 12, verse 44 through 45. Now Jesus cried out and said, The one who believes in me does not believe only in me, but also in him who sent me. And he who beholds me beholds the one who sent me. In Greek, the word behold means to be a spectator of, to discern. The word is used as behold, perceive, consider, to look on. We need to make sure that our spiritual senses are discerned and that our eyes are open to perceive that Jesus is indeed the one that was revealing God perfectly to mankind. We need to realize that that is a real example that we can find in Jesus. That's going to become very, very important throughout much of what I'm going to teach on healing. John chapter 12, verse 49 through 50. For I did not speak on my own initiative, but the Father himself who sent me has given me a commandment as to what to say and what to speak. And I know that his commandment is eternal life. Therefore, the things I speak, I speak just as the Father has told me. Jesus is telling us that his initiative comes from the Father and that the Father's commandment is eternal life. What a wonderful thing. In John chapter 20, verse 31, But these things have been written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that 
by believing you may have life in his name. Interestingly, God has a lot of names. One of his names, which is very relevant to what we'll be doing here, is Jehovah Rapha, which means God who is your healer or who is your cure. He himself is the one that brings us healing, for that's part of his identity, part of his nature, and part of his eternal life.